It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Ruff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth and Justice. This is your Friday follow-up episode for this week's bonus where I had on Kelsey German, who is the sister of the, one of the victims of the Delphi murders from 2017, Liberty German, on the show. Uh, we tried to not focus on the case. We've, we've done that all too much. Kelsey certainly has done it all too much. Uh, so I really wanted to put some focus on to her sister Libby and onto Kelsey's life because Kelsey has, you know, it's easy for the family members of victims to get lost in the shuffle of tragedies like this. Uh, this week, as I mentioned, Mike is out of town. He's out on assignment. And uh, I do have Zach here. We're recording remotely. And uh, we're also joined by our favoritest ever guest host, the one and only Miss Janet Varney. Hey, Janet. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to see you both. We appreciate you being there. I guess I, guess I should let you say hi to Zach. Oh, hi, guys. I'm here as well. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to pretend like we haven't just been chatting together in the super exclusive Patreon feed. Yeah, if you're not on Patreon, you just missed a 40-minute pre-show conversation before we we got started on the video. We are going to be doing a YouTube live video for this one, uh, so hopefully it won't be too clunky. We've done it uh, before successfully, so we've got some questions that are coming from social media that Janet will be asking, and then we also will have the live questions coming in from YouTube, hopefully. So right after break, we're going to go ahead and get started. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications. And that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this first note is from Kirsten. Um, She says, first of all, Bob, I appreciate the unique interview and novel questions you pose to Kelsey. I just love your constant empathy and that you gave her the chance to speak about not only her sister, but also her life and the effect that this tragedy has imposed. And Jeanette actually shares a similar sentiment. She said, My heart extra breaks for Kelsey and the nonsense she's had to deal with from ignorant, judgmental fools. I'm so glad she's been able to find some happiness in her life. And then uh, shout out to Jeanette because she also got excited that I was going to be a part of the show today and that she's a fan of my podcast, The JV Club, which is lovely and a a very sweet and great thing to say (laughs) in addition to um, those great comments. And I have to say I agree with both of these ladies for sure. Kirsten has a question for you. Before you just take the compliment and roll with it, there is Can a I just question. Take a few minutes to soak in the compliment. Soak it in. You know we... what? Soak it in. Let's just 
have awkward silence while you soak it in. <laughs> I've absorbed the compliment. Okay, good. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and what's the question? Well, actually, I mean, that's if you want this, we could sort of talk about what the three of us thought about about the conversation, which, like I said, I totally agreed. What did you guys think of the ep- of the episode? It was a little different from most of her interviews, I think. It was really nice to hear her talk about the outside of that. Not so much the case, you know, because like you said, we've we've delved into the case so much over and over and over again, and we all have our opinions on the case. But to actually hear about Libby, to hear about Kelsey, to hear the 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 true stories, the the stories behind them that make them who they are, is really nice to hear. Absolutely, and I loved. It just made me feel, and that's very selfish to feel better about Kelsey's situation in her life, hearing her say this, but. I just loved the wisdom and the kind of older than her years recognition of knowing that her sister would want her to be happy and to live. Mm -hmm. And that's something that when we lose someone, and for those of us who have lost someone, I'm sure that's many of us, that's a thing that people tell you and you can't kind of absorb it all the time. And the, the sort of the guilt is so powerful that it sort of pushes that thought out of your mind and you don't accept it. And it's so important to accept that. And I just that for me was my favorite part of the whole interview was her saying, you know, it doesn't matter what strangers on the Internet say about me getting engaged. My sister wanted me to be she she wants me to be happy. She wants me to live a, a beautiful life. What would be more disappointing to Libby than for her sister to just sort of be a ghost like, no, you know. So that for me was very moving and I was so proud of her and I just was very excited. I, I love the little side story too about swimming and how she wanted to, you know, the coach made her swim her events and how much uh-huh. she just and the hated doing it. the team has to stay in the pool <laughs> yeah. and wait for her to finish. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that was a thing yeah. as everyone's fingers are turning into little prunes, but they still were so supportive and I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, you know, Kelsey is, I, I met her at CrimeCon last year. Uh, we were on a panel together. And and I've been dying to do this interview with her because she was talking a lot about the the panel was on ethics and true crime reporting, and and she had a lot to say about that. But I just caught little things in her in her presentation where she had mentioned something like she had gotten engaged, and 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 no one it was like I was sitting in the audience and no one cared. Like people were just like, get past that. We want to hear mm-hmm. more about about your sister. And I talked to her for a little bit afterwards, and she's just. She's not only done a great job of of finding that inner peace or you know as much as as much as you can, like you talked about Janet, but she's doing that while still being an incredible amazing advocate for her sister. If any of you don't follow uh, uh kelsey on on Twitter, you should because she just i mean every day she shares old videos and photos of libby and and stories plus updates you know with things that are going on in the case so she's she's just She's just an amazing human being, and I, she's going to do great things. I know she is with uh, sure. with her degree and her career moving forward. For sure. Well, let's get to Kirsten's uh, question, a little unrelated, but wants to know what everybody thought about the Super uh, Super Bowl halftime show. She says she's 38 years old. She loved it. All right. So let's let's, before we go too far, Janet, what did you do during the Super Bowl? Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's going to sound like I my excuse is like a shame on everyone else. First of all, I don't know if I've ever seen a Super Bowl. I'm just not a football fan. I like basketball. Um, I, I was excited because I knew Super Bowl happening where I live in L.A. So I felt like everything was going to be crazy and all focus would be on the Super Bowl. So I took myself for a hike 
uh, because I knew no one would be out. And I was correct. But even from the hills that I, above, like Hollywood, I could hear all the cheering. So I sort of felt like I knew when <laughs> when Rams <laughs> right. did well. Um, but to be honest with you, and again, no shame on anybody who loved and enjoyed the Super Bowl. You mentioned it at the beginning of the episode <clears throat> with Kelsey. But I listened to your interview with Kelsey instead, and then I went back and I listened to the prosecutors' uh, coverage of of Delphi, and so it kind of became like a Libby and, and Abby day for me. And it was, and I loved it. So again, please, everyone have watched the Super Bowl and loved it. I'm not like, and I spent my time, you know, but it was a, it was a really contemplative, lovely way to sort of revisit that. And, 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 and your, your interview with Kelsey was sort of the, the way in for, for me. So I, I loved it. Super Bowl halftime show? No comment. You really put me in my place on that one. Thanks. Don't you dare! I yeah. get all, I got all my all my excuses out on front. How dare you? Zach was going to be like, "Ha ha, you're a loser. You went for a hike during Super Bowl." <laughs> Uh, I'm a little bummed because, uh, oh, by the way, uh, today is Janet's birthday. She's 29 years old today, as you can, if any quick little Google search will show you. Old. Hey, how, no, you, um, I will say that I have my text bubble on my, on my laptop showed up and guess who it's a happy birthday from? Jimmy Pardo, your best friend. It says happy birthday, oh, my dear friend. Tell him I said hello. Jimmy Pardo, for those of you that don't know, is the reason I'm a podcaster. And the reason that Bob and I know each other. Mm-hmm. Yep, from our mutual love of Jimmy Pardo's podcast, which is not true crime at all. Not uh, true crime but at that's, all. I've told the story before, but it was it was I was uh, uh, a religious listener of the Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny podcast, where I heard Janet on many times. And when Serial came out, Jimmy was bitching about how everyone was talking about Serial as though it was the first podcast ever. And so finally, I was like, I need to listen to this. What the hell is Serial? I had no idea what it was when I listened. I didn't. I mean. I didn't know it was about true crime. I didn't know anything. I thought it was another comedy podcast. All I know <laughs> was Jimmy was always talking about it. So I went and listened to it. And then that ended up launching my uh, career as a podcaster. Which so, is proof positive Jimmy. that no press is bad press because he was bitching about it. And it still got right. you into <laughs> it. So he really shot himself in the foot on that one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm competing with him for downloads. That's ah. right. That's right. Okay. Your thoughts about Super Bowl halftime. Also... Quick follow-up from Kirsten. What are our thoughts on the ridicule the 50 Cent has been subjected to about his weight? Okay, first, now, now Zach, I, th I thought, now Zach is right in that age range where he would like it. I thought it was hilarious. Janet, are you aware of who was performing at the Super Bowl? Um, I mean, from context clues. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> so it was all of... The gangster rappers that that we enjoyed through high school. You and I are about the same age uh, through like high school. So it was Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Mary J. Blige, and then yeah. they had in uh, Fifty Cent and um, I don't know the was uh, Kendall Kendrick Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. yeah, I'm out of touch with the younger stuff, so I didn't know who he was. Uh, but like all like every party I went to in high school was like on that stage. It was oh, for awesome. sure. How did you forget the last one? Oh, and Eminem. Eminem was there too. Yeah, okay. That's that's some Inglewood love right there. Yeah, I felt like Eminem was lip syncing though. I don't know how you felt about that. I, I don't think he thoughts. was. I didn't feel like he a couple was. times he took the mic away from his face and the he was yet he was still singing. Oh no, um, that's lip syncing one oh one. Don't take the mic away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
could have been background singers. Uh, but but it was it was funny. Was as I mentioned in the in the Patreon um, video at the beginning. Every Wednesday, I play poker with my dad and a group of his friends. So Love these it. these guys are all seventy plus years old, and me uh, playing cards. And last week, they were all having a temper tantrum about the stupid Super Bowl halftime show and what is this garbage in there? They're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. I was so excited. I rarely post on social media and <laughs> posting like boomers don't realize they're not the target demographic anymore. <laughs> yeah. And us 90, 90s kids, it's our time to shine, brother. That's right. Here we That's go. That's right. You got it. That was phenomenal. Actually, my wife was up dancing in the living room and embarrassed the shit out of our kids, which was amazing. <laughs> They, they learned a whole bunch about their mom that day. <laughs> right. As many kids of, yeah. of uh, Gen X and, and uh, Zennials uh, yep. uh, learned. Uh, same thing. Every, we, were, yeah. we were all over it. So what did you think about the actual – I felt like I hyped it up in my mind a little too much, that, it, that it, it fell a little bit short for me. But I did love it. But I just – I wanted it to be longer. But there was nuance in there that I don't know if you caught without being like a big time fan. Like when Dre sat down at the piano, he played he played the beginning of a Tupac song. And they also came oh, out. Oh, no, I didn't know that. They also came out to California Love, which is a Tupac song. Like they did a lot of little nuance that. things. They were amazing. Like I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was phenomenal. I, I, I mean, I was goosebumps watching it. It was amazing for me. The the best part for me was the very beginning when Dre came out and introduced Snoop Dogg. Yes, and they started seeing. Uh, gosh, what's what's the name of the song? Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, Snoop songs. Uh, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head now. But yeah, the I next know. episode is it called the next episode? Uh, that's a Dr. Dre song, I think. Um, God, now anyway. you put me on the spot. Now I seem stupid, even ding, though I ding 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 that one. Yeah, that's the next they, episode. What, yeah. Yeah, that's what he started with. Mm -hmm. So, and that's also Snoop Dogg. You should be ashamed of yourself. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but when that beat dropped, and that I don't know was a hundred thousand people in the stadium, mm -hmm. like that beat dropped, which is like every high school party we were at, and a hundred thousand people erupted. It was just like chills. Yeah, it was awesome. Now, when Eminem came out to lose yourself, that was big. That, and they were yeah. they were joking about that, like the the players in the locker room listening to it. They're like, Matt Stafford's going to come out and throw for five hundred yards and six TDs now after listening to that. Yeah. So the some nuance there, Janet, is Matt Stafford's Michigan boys. Matt Stafford played for the Lions for what thirteen years, twelve, uh -huh. yeah. and the Lions twelve years. The Lions are awful. He's always been a good quarterback. <laughs> they could never win a game because he was the Lions. Yeah. And he got and he moved to the Rams and then. Took him to the Super Bowl and, and there won you it. Go. And Eminem also from Detroit. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. I liked it. I was really hoping it would be a little longer, and I was hoping that maybe there would be like more of like a big mashup medley to mm. it, you know. It, it, the problem was too; it was a day game, so it was hard to really set an ambiance. In L.A., it was still like daylight because I was sure. like, man, if it was dark and they had lighting going on and stuff, and they didn't have yeah. any of that stuff. Uh, but I really, really liked it. The funny thing about 50 Cent was... I'm so glad you knew to come back to that. I was so genuinely worried. I was like, Kirsten, her question, Kirsten! <laughs> right. <laughs> you came back. That was all. You really swept back around to that. I'm very proud. Right. I'm a professional. I do this yeah. every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, if any of you watching right now are thinking, why are we spending so much time talking about football? You guys need to ask more questions. You ask like five questions. Well, so. we have some more questions, but that's yeah. what we started out with. <laughs> right. But uh, the funny thing is, so 50 Cent comes down 
like he's he's hanging upside down like he was in his old music video mm-hmm. and comes down and the first thing I said to Becky was I'm like oh Fifty's still looking healthy like he's looking strong mm-hmm. and then I look all over social media and people are all saying fifty more like three fifty because because he used to be like super duper ripped back in the day yeah. but uh, he's taking all kinds of shit for for not looking like that he did sucks. when he was twenty. You know, I don't That's think so he gained unfair. as much weight as people think. I just think that that opening pose was really unflattering. And I think that's more so when he was upright, he didn't look as big. And I think a lot of the the we'll call weight gain is muscle gain. Like if you really looked at him, he was big. He wasn't fat. He was big. And I just think that that first opening upside down was just super unflattering. And that's what made it yeah. look so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. But it was just funny because I had such a completely different take. I'm like, damn, 50s ripped. (laughs) And then everybody was like, 50s fat. And I'm like, which in the over, more importantly, like, why are we even having a conversation about people's weight? Like, give them a break. For sure. Or as I like to say, shut the fuck up. And uh, with with that, uh, what's our next (laughs) question, Janet? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Let's move on. Lynn says, I recall early in the investigation, police said they believed Libby and Abby were at the bridge to meet someone they may have met online. Now they finally released the Anthony Schatz account information in the state and state that that account was the last contact Libby received on her phone. Any clue as to why they held that information close to the vest for five years? Did they have they definitively said that or I, I, I think I feel it's like, assumed, but I don't think it I don't I haven't I don't actually heard that they said, said it. it. Yeah. And Kelsey didn't say that either when you guys did touch on it very briefly. I think that might be like a rumor. Yeah, I and I don't know. I saw Lynn had, had posted that, um, so she may have read it somewhere. It may be true. I, as far as I know, all they have said is that it's important to the investigation. Um, and and I thought it was, you know, Kelsey was not cryptic, really, but she was she was. I think she she went out of her way to make a point that, from what she knows from the investigators, that that account is very important. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to come in and be the big old downer that I've been on this case because I 
truly do not believe that that count is as important as people are making it out to be, even with the family. Because I've seen other things from the family that say he has no involvement. But there's no way that any, if he is truly involved, the the Keegan Anthony Klein, if he is truly involved, there's no way they're letting him be interviewed on HLN. There's no, I mean, that, that account has had contact with them. They're trying to follow up other things with that account. But I don't think that account has anything to do with the murders. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I it's interesting you say that because I, I'm I'm optimistic about it. Maybe it's false optimism, but it's the first time we've seen the police say that something was important. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of their MO for five years has been some rumor, somebody gets arrested, and them saying, you know, stop starting rumors, basically. Did you see Carter's press release after he was on Good Morning America? No, I didn't. His press release literally said, we are so close to figuring this out. Um, we only need one more piece to tie all this together, the person's identity. I, I mean, it was, it, it's literally the most lame, I mean, like, he just put it all out there that they have no idea. You know, he went on Good Morning America and just over and over again said, we're this close, we're this close, we're this close. And I just, I'm, they're walking in circles. I hate to say it. I want this case to be solved. This case is near and dear to me. We live close to here, and I, I hate being a downer on this, but something. No, has you're not. To I mean, you're not being a downer. Through. I think you're also pe- we, people. We, you know, you do have the series of things that happen that feel like maybe they're leading to something, and then it's quiet for a long time. And so, I think it's totally rational to sort of go, "I'll believe it when mm-hmm. you know this." It feels yeah. more precise. Also, just listening to the. Prosecutors, I'm not saying that they're, you know, dead right about everything, but I thought they gave such thoughtful um, analysis of what the of everything that happened as they understand it. And so I and having just re-listened to it. um, Yeah, I'm just it would just be it just doesn't seem not to say that this is what everyone is saying, but it definitely still just does not seem to me like they went to meet someone. Now, whether or not there could be that he was sort of stalking their plans on social media based on you know, having had that contact or maybe that's the way in which it's significant might be different. But um, so I but yeah, there's just so many unknowns. I I think we just have to be really careful because every time a new suspect comes out that everybody jumps on that train of that suspect is the person. I mean, we've seen it over and Mm -hmm. over again in this case. Now it's it's the Keegan Anthony Klein. Everybody's it's got to be him. You know, uh, six months ago, it was that Chadwell guy and everybody was like, it's got to be Chadwell. You know, so Something has to break soon, but I, I'm, you know, I'm just worried that people are kind of, you know, going overboard with this. Yeah, I, I don't, and, and as I'm, I'm thinking about it, there's a couple things. I, I'm encouraged by the fact that the family and the police are saying it's important, which makes me feel like they have some sort of lead on it. I'm mm-hmm. encouraged by the fact that Kelsey, who has the inside information from the police, is comfortable and confident in what they're doing because that's been a big problem. Of mine is it's hard to have confidence when we don't know what the hell they're doing, and it's been unsolved for five years. Right. So that that's good. But then again, you know, it, it, it's I've I've said before, based on what we know, it's it's very difficult to profile a scene when you don't know the details like cause of death or how the girls were left or anything like that. Um, but it, it seems to me that it's likely that the girls weren't targeted, that they were victims of opportunity. I th- I've always thought that someone went out there with the intention of. Right. But again, we don't know if they were sexually assaulted or anything, but let's just say, for example, they were, that you know maybe they went out there with the intention of you know, cornering someone and sexually assaulting them, and then that's just who, because it's, it's, it would seem odd that someone would target two girls. 
you know, t- two is mo- a much more difficult crime to pull off than one. Um, but the, you know, there's just, I don't know. There's just so many unknowns out there. I just, I hope that one way or another, they just get this thing wrapped up. Cause it just seems so unlikely also that whoever did this hasn't done it again or isn't going to do it again. This is not the, the type of personality that commits a crime like that isn't a one and done type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Ashley. This takes us over to the West Memphis Three. Uh, she says, with regards to the West Memphis Three, if the local prosecutor and judge deny further testing, can the issue be brought to a higher level court? Yeah, definitely can. Um, and so, and just some update on that. It's not a big update, but I did talk to Steve Braga yesterday, who is Damien's attorney. Um, so he has a series of attorneys. Uh, Braga, I believe, is out of New York. And he's kind of the main one that works on the case. And then they, um, you have to have an Arkansas attorney to file anything in the Arkansas court, and that's Patrick Banka. Um, I was talking to Steve yesterday, and he said that they are about ready to file what he worded as a very strong response to the state's motion. So, you know, last week when I broke down the state's response, where they're essentially saying you can't claim habeas corpus because there's nobody in prison, so that's silly. And then uh, this can't prove actual innocence. Plus, we don't know if MBAC is um, an accepted science, which which I did talk to Steve last week and connected him with Jared Bradley, nice. who we had the show a couple weeks ago, who is the CEO of MBAC. Um, so he can give him all of the – because there's case law. There's, there's, there's two types of hearings. There's a fry hearing, and in, in some states use a different type. And I'm, it escaped me last week. It's escaping me again, the name of that hearing. But essentially, that is where – the court reviews a certain science to determine if it is an acceptable science to be used in court. Hmm. And MVAC has passed that on multiple occasions and has been accepted in the courts. Um, so uh, I connected him with Jared so that they can include that information in the response. Um, but, you know, it was it was pretty jarring to read that how sure the prosecutor, uh, Keith Cressman, seemed that this was absurd to be even asked for. Right. The way he wrote his motion, um, so I was encouraging to me to hear from Steve that, you know, basically they're not scared at all of what he wrote, and they're about to hammer him in their response. Good, so, good, good, good. So that should be coming soon. He told me he'll copy me on it as soon as they get it done. So I'll have my hands on it probably before it gets filed with the court, and we'll be sure to update you guys on that. But to answer the question, yes, if if the circuit court judge denies uh, the request to do the DNA testing, then, yeah, they can appeal it up to the state, and I believe even federal level, because um, I believe they had to do that back in 2002, 2002 and 2007 for some testing. Um, they had to appeal it to get the right to do that first round of testing. So we'll keep you updated, but it's uh, it was, it was again, it was encouraging for me to hear Steve so sharply say that they are sending out a strong response uh that we should be getting here i would assume in the next week or two great i i mean i have to say i I still am surprised even as a again i'm not in this i'm not i don't live in this world professionally or anything like that but even just having followed your podcast for years and seen over and over time and again district attorneys who are so glib and happy to say like listen if you've got anything and the fact that that flips so quickly and mm-hmm. immediately is just like the absolute opposite two-faced like oh right. you didn't you didn't like i'm still surprised by that which just shows how naive i am because i this has happened to you i mean philip uh mm-hmm. in the youtube chat has a question about sandy melgar is another perfect example 
these these the DAs that are so comfortable saying like, listen, we're about all about the pursuit of truth. That's all we're about. And right. then anything that comes in the direction of like, well, then we're going to challenge because we we have the truth or we want the truth. And then it's like as if that never that conversation ever happened. It makes me so sick. And I I applaud you for keeping it together as much as you do, because I continue to be like gobsmacked by it. like what you said, like, calm down, right. Janet, calm down. Well, in this one, it's so bad because, you know, I've, I've gotten to where I'm not surprised by that. But like, I'm even shocked by what we've dealt with with Cressman to go say, yeah, sure. All we want is the <sighs> truth. If you guys want to do testing, we're happy to do it to go from that to. The problem is all the evidence is gone. It's been oh, lost and destroyed, so we can't. And then, oh, you're suing us? Oh, just kidding. We do have the evidence. It's here. Okay, well, now we want to test it. You're being ridiculous for wanting That's to test clown it. Like, That's clown town. That's clown town behavior. It's insane. It's, it's, it's absolutely nuts. That I mean, and, and, I, and I'm hoping that we get a massive smackdown from a judge. I'm hoping for a ruling obviously in our favor to do the testing, but it sure would be nice to get a ruling that not only approves the testing, but also admonishes the uh, uh, Keith Crestman specifically uh, and Scott Ellington, because he also promised we could test it and package it and then disappeared um, for their actions, that they are in no way seeking truth and justice in any way, shape, or form. No. Uh, and to answer Philip's question in the in, in the YouTube channel, we really don't have anything new on, on Sandy Milgar. I'll definitely, as I tell you, I know a lot of people are always asking for updates on cases, um, and that's fine. You can keep doing that, but just, just know that if there's any notable update, I will always tell you right away. Uh, uh, and with Sandy's case, I know that Zellner's still working on the case. Liz is still working real hard on the case. Um, and the, the CIU in Harris County has it. I know they're working together. I think they were doing some testing of some kind, um, but nothing has nothing notable has transpired in her case so far. Is she okay? How's she doing? How's her health? Uh, the last I talked to Liz, she was doing better. I think she was having some health issues um, last year, but she seems to be doing better. Um, but I haven't, I haven't talked to her about it super recently, so I can't speak as far as what I've talked to Liz recently, but we haven't really talked about how her mom's doing health wise right now. But last I knew she was doing better, but you know, she's got a ton of health issues and prison isn't the place to be when you have those kind of problems and we need to get her home. Absolutely. Uh, real quick. Um, you pulled these questions. Let's not pretend that that's not the case because Malu Florin a.k.a. good luck from Instagram, did say some very nice things and some fun things about Cora crossing over to Truth and Justice and that um, they're very excited and hopefully that I will be making sure there are no wrong, wrongful convictions in Republic City. Anybody who doesn't know that show, feel free to ignore everything that was just said, but shout out to you. <laughs> excited to be part of this uh, kooky crossover um, and, and very honored to be here. And I feel like we're not letting you get a word in edgewise, Zach. Any thoughts you want to throw out there about uh west memphis three or sandy before we no um, i think move on to uh, this next question i think we are all spot on so far i mean my kids are real excited that you're here so that's a good thing great <laughs> i can't wait to hug them in person hopefully that will happen sooner than later oh, they would love that for those of you that don't know janet is the voice of cora um which many of your children might watch but it, and, and it seems to span uh, a wide range of ages because for my sure. last year my 16 year old son Asked you for, I don't remember, you, you signed something for him to give to his girlfriend, his girlfriend for, yeah. for his birthday uh, because they're they're huge fans as well. What's funny is, so I, I pulled that question and, and, and put it in there for you, and I put the Instagram handle and then put good luck oh. because <laughs> I, I, it looked hard to pronounce. I thought, I thought that was 
part of their handle. No. <laughs> okay, it turns out Malu Florin does not translate into good luck. That's just a, right. that's just Bob Ruff being a jerk. Oh. Yeah, good to know. You had no issues whatsoever pronouncing it. <laughs> Cut to me later today when someone's like, I'm off to take my big test. I'm like, Malu Florin. Right. <laughs> you had to be there. Right. Um, okay. Now, here's an interesting question from KQT105. I guess that's a person and not a radio station, but from Instagram, <laughs> who says, I'm waiting for the new case. I haven't. I really want to get through this without laughing. <laughs> KQT105 says, I'm waiting for the new case. I haven't listened in months. Do you have an ETA? <laughs> well, oh my goodness. I, <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do. Seems like KT1Q85, whatever their name is, isn't going to hear this because they're not <laughs> listening. So perhaps I should respond on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, the new season, we're going to, we're. As I said last week, for those of you that are listening, it's nice of them to write in and let me know they're not listening. <laughs> I appreciate that. I just had something like that recently, by the way, where someone was like, do you think you'll ever do video podcasts? I lost interest years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, first weekend in March, uh, we plan to launch season 12. As I mentioned, we have, um, you know, Mike is gone this week. And then next week, I'm actually filming for um, – I can't really share the details about it yet, but uh, I'm doing a project uh, on one of our cases that we've covered. Um, so that kind of got dropped on me, and I've got to do three days of filming. So giving us a little bit of a breather. And then uh, beginning of March, first weekend in March is the target date for episode one of season 12. And I'm hoping to get a trailer out sometime soon. Okay. We do have a slew of – suddenly there was a buzz of activity on YouTube. You want to jump into some of these? Sure. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so after Philip's great question about Sandy, we hear from Valeria who is saying, I have started listening to the new Murderville podcast about Charles Raby, so it made me think about Jennifer again. Do you have any news on her case? Uh, unfortunately, I don't. Um... Since we moved on uh, to, to Pablo after Jennifer's case, I, I haven't heard anything from anybody connected to the case. And I haven't seen any filings. I keep my eye out uh, in Harris County to see if there's any new filings. But uh, again, if I see any any updates on anything that's significant, I will definitely let you guys know. So I'm going to jump in for a second and ask a question myself with the Jennifer Jeffley case. With the way the season went down, have you had any backlash from the family or supporters? No, not at all. As a matter of fact, some of the supporters that brought the the case to me, I, I do have kind of contact with them, but they they kind of got pushed out of it too. You know, when when Jennifer's family brought in the her attorney, uh, who's a great guy, seems like and seems like he's doing a good job, but you know, he very much wanted to keep everything locked in. And so some of even the supporters that were helping her beforehand are kind of got pushed to the outside. So it's really things right now are really locked up between the family and the attorney hmm. and i think like nobody really knows anything but no i haven't got anything negative from them it was just you know when i told them okay you know we're gonna if, if we're not gonna have access to jennifer 
then we're gonna, you know, we've gone as far as we can go. And they said, you know, we appreciate your work, and that was it. And hopefully, hopefully, they appreciated our work because I haven't heard a word from them since then. Hmm. Well, we hope for the best. Um, Chuck has uh, a a lot to say. It's all great. Um, I'm just going to kind of quickly. Uh, paraphrase and just say, you know, he's saying he's really feeling that lack of accountability, not just on the side of the DA, but also just the whole system in general. This idea of me, you know, maybe people get into the grind and they lose sight of the importance of it. Uh, this is now me. I'm totally going off off script from what Chuck said, but <laughs> hopefully he's I'm sort of still paraphrasing. But just the idea of like, you know, oh, it's just a job. It, you know, so you get sort of desensitized to stuff maybe you know you mm-hmm. start making choices that are more about you and your career than are than are about the people that you're either defending or prosecuting the system that you're a part of um and just he's really feeling the the weight of that um accountability being you know not really being there in his mind and i i wish there was somehow we've got to make other than you know so many podcasters and documentarians and youtubers that are now calling these people out which I think is helping. I genuinely think that it's helping that we're shining a light on some of this. But there's got to be, there has got to be some some accountability within the system, uh, more so than there is now. You know, in in these next couple of bonus episodes. So this week we have a guy that was uh, went to prison very young and was actually sentenced to double the maximum sentence by a judge making an example of him as a teenager um, who is doing a lot now. He finally got clemency and is doing a lot now uh, for prison reform. The next week we have a guy uh, that's from our local area who was a crooked cop. He'll tell you he was a crooked cop. I'm so interested in this. I have been really looking for. I mean, I know it's not the next season, so I shouldn't be listening. But I've really enjoyed all the guests that you've had <laughs> in between oh, seasons. <laughs> God forbid I enjoy all of your special guests who aren't part of the new right. season. Um, I shouldn't have been listening. But anyway, yeah, I can't wait. That sounds like it's gonna be fascinating. I was saying, knowing the story, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, being local and knowing his story and knowing the other side of the story, I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you come up with in a conversation with him. It's, it's amazing. I just, I just talked to him last night, so I've recorded the interview. It's, it's over an hour, and that, and, and, and it ended at an hour because it would just seem too long to keep going. But it was fascinating for him to, I mean, he's coming out and telling us all of the things that he did as a cop that were That's illegal. Extraordinary. I mean. Wow, and there's a there's a great story that goes with it. Um, somebody that was wrongfully convicted because of him that got released, and you know, without giving too much of it away, you know, he ended up switching places with the guy, and he went to prison, and the other guy got out. Whoa! Yeah, it's an insane story. But we really got into talking about because what I the main reason I wanted to have him on was to talk about what caught like what causes that. Certainly, you didn't become a cop because you wanted to be a crooked cop. You went into you had the best intentions. Like what happens? And he does a great job of explaining, you know, from his own perspective, at least. But I think it really translates to a lot of the, you know, kind of what Chuck was saying here or what you said for him, Janet. Um, Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> but, you know, how, you know, you, you get so caught up in the system and the things that incentivize you within the system that you lose track of the reason that you took the profession on to begin with. So that'll be – so this week is the guy that was in prison and is going to be talking about some prison reform things. And then next week is going to be the guy that was the the crooked cop, and he's he's going to be on. So we got a, we, we got we're going to be shining a light on a lot of what you're talking about here, Chuck. That's great, and Janet. <laughs> That's great. Um, and just quick shout out to Montana Sky Forever, uh, great handle, love Montana, and you're joining from the Philippines, so you're rad on both counts. Hello, hello. 
Nice. I don't know much about the Philippines, but I tell you that Montana is my all-time favorite place. No, that's where you want to retire, I seem to remember Mm -hmm. you saying very recently. Mm -hmm. I'm going there in May for a backpacking hunting trip, and I'm taking wife and kids there. This summer is going to be our family vacation. We've got an Airbnb on a lake up near uh, Kalispell, Montana. Northwest Montana is my favorite. That's my my mecca. Uh, I love the Tetons. I don't know if I've been to the Tetons. Well, you know, it's like Jackson, Jackson Hole, that area. Right. But yeah, I will yeah. say, I went there for the solar eclipse, which was amazing. But everyone there is white and has a golden retriever. No shade <laughs> on being white or having a golden retriever. But I literally have never seen more golden retrievers being walked by white people in my entire life. I was like, oh, no, you have to get a golden retriever if you live here. Also right. not Montana, but it's okay. Right. I, well, I'm saying like, I love, it's not Montana. I love the okay. Grand Tetons I and Wyoming like, is what I mean. Yeah. You kind of. Wyoming oh. and Idaho and parts of Idaho yeah. or the Tetons. There's are, a lot that just happened mountain. there that shocked yeah. me. One was Jack's, was uh, Zach's geography knowledge that he just flexed on us both. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not saying I think Jackson is in Montana. I was, I tend to lump some of those beautiful kind of glacier and Grand Teton uh, national parks in, in the same like. I'm like, there's a whole heaven, national park heaven between country. Montana and in, in the in Jackson right, Hole, listen, you know that, right? I cannot yeah. wait to listen to your schooling everyone on geography class. No, I am excited gonna... <laughs> for that no. podcast. Janet's going to punch psyched. me in the throat. <laughs> That's great. I'm going near that area though in the fall. I'm making another trip back in um, October into eastern in the Missouri Breaks area of Montana. Oh, which nice! Is north of of Jackson Hole. And Jackson Hole, by the way, is in Wyoming, Zach. I don't know if you knew that, but um, yeah, just uh, you know case. what? I think I knew that. I, you know, I wasn't sure. I don't, I don't know why you knew that. It, what a weird thing for you to know. I've been. He there. didn't understand what a five-letter <laughs> word was when we were talking about Wordle earlier. Now he's dropping geography on us. <laughs> oh, people Let's are making see, fun what of else? me. What else? We've got. We've got some we got some uh, shout outs to Zach's Twitter getting dropped off uh, from episodes. Uh, apparently, Bob is now not promoting Zach's Twitter anymore. Not sure what that's about. Couple things. Anything you want to add? Zach Zach doesn't do Twitter. I despise uh, Twitter. He, I absolutely despise. Twitter. Does, that might explain it. That might explain. He it. only does Instagram, and it's because when we made our credits, which I need to update because we have new transcribers, and some of the transcribers aren't there anymore. Uh, when we make the credits. Well, there's a different set of credits for the follow-up episodes, which Zach is on, and the main credits, which Zach is not on. So it seemed like it was better to put Zach's Twitter Instagram handle, which is at Z to the Q, uh, clever, uh, mm-hmm. on the follow-up episodes where he actually appears. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Thanks, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's some stuff coming in. Uh, most of it is just lovely and wonderful people from all over, like uh, Karen in the UK. Um, I will say that Rena says that um, Zach thinks Colorado has many deserts, mm-hmm. but it actually <laughs> autocorrected to Zap, and yeah. I am real tempted to start calling you Zap. That's I mean, right. I am <laughs> I am fighting so hard not to start nicknaming you Zap because I like it. it's real cute. Can I call you Zap? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, this is going to be great, Zap. All right. <laughs> you'll you'll also, find I also say your name more often for some reason. Also, I don't I think I ever Zap. said Colorado. I said Georgia. I always oh, said Georgia. Georgia, many, Georgia oh, because of being of in the desert. Yeah. Yes. Like, right, right. This can't be in Georgia because that, yeah, we're, yeah. You've been in that desert. I'm excited about this next season. I barely know anything, but 
I'm very I'm, excited about this upcoming season. I'm dying to get back into it. You know, I've I can't had a lot, wait you know, to start listening to the podcast again. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> finally a new season. Right. Once we get back in the new season, sadly, <laughs> IG for whatever that person's handle was won't know when we start because I'll announce it. You know, on the podcast. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, when we're getting, we're getting ready to start. So, uh, Zap and Janet, uh, <laughs> this has been awesome. Did I, you I, mean I, a- yeah, I, I think we've exhausted our questions. Is there anything else that you had on your outline, Janet? Uh, well, I, it sounds like that you have some news that you um, said that you wanted to get into towards the end. Um, real quick before we do that, I'll just say uh, that Judy said, you know, the, all your work on West Memphis, uh, West Memphis 3 was so great. The documentary was so great. Any chance of anything like that? cropping up i think you did mention that you were going to be appearing on something you should you filmed something maybe you weren't able to say more but didn't you kind of bring that up recently that you're going to be on something yeah i'm, I'm filming something it's not about the west memphis three case however um I, I will tell you that i'm i'm working on continuing the docuseries right now and oh, that's nice it's a as janet knows that's a process between producers and networks and all that stuff um so it's so yeah. we'll see hope hopefully that that that's going to be coming soon uh the news is um this is a little so hopefully you guys have enjoyed janet on the show today after six and a half years man i'm gonna get emotional about this me too <laughs> seriously yeah this is rough. <sighs> wow <clears throat> Didn't see that coming, especially not live on YouTube. We all love it. You got such a big heart. <clears throat> okay. Whew. I need to catch my breath for a minute so I can do this. If without you cry, I'm gonna cry. I'm. I can't. I'm already, I'm already doing crying. it. All, all that happened was you t- you welled up, and I immediately was like, "Oh, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Here we go." <clears throat> okay. So. After six and a half years, uh, Mike has had a new opportunity come up for him, and he is he has decided to move on from NBI Studios, which, as you can hear, if you're watching this on YouTube Live, you've already seen me breaking down for five minutes talking mm-hmm. about it. Um, this week, he was this was just a vacation, so that's why he's not here this week, as I said. Um, but it was just this weekend, this past weekend. Uh, when he talked to me, we had a long conversation, and um, I 100% fully support what Mike, what Mike's doing. He's doing what's best for him and his family. And like I said, we mm. man, I did not see this oh, coming. Everyone loves you the more for it, Bob. <laughs> they do. Yeah. So for those of you listening to this on audio, it's going to sound all broken up. I'm I'm very emotional. God damn it. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I can't get the words out. Here we go. Don't you okay. dare. Don't you be embarrassed. How dare you? <clears throat> Janet's such a better friend than I am because I'm like, come on, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Quit being a baby. Again, I went um, on a hike and listened to podcasts yeah. <laughs> instead of going to the Super Bowl. So we can't both be like that, Zach. Uh, I mean, no, Zap. Okay. I mean, Zap. I- I had my emotional yeah. breakdown Saturday when he told me, so. Yeah. I, I got a text and I started crying. Yeah. Ugh. I did too, so I thought I had it out of my system. All right, here we go. Here we, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, buddy. Um, 
So I'm I'm going to stop trying to articulate this anymore because um, as people on YouTube are seeing, I'm I'm getting very emotional about it. But Mike is moving on. It is a good move for him. Uh, we both had a lot of emotions about it. As you can tell, I still have them, and so does he, I'm sure. Um, but next week is going to be Mike's last follow-up. He's here He's here with me through the end of the month. It'll be his last follow-up episode, and then he is, he is starting his new adventure on March 1st. He's still going to be sticking around part-time to help edit for a while while we make some of these transitions. But so the good news is, uh, it, with, with Mike being gone, or, you know, surrounded by some great people and I had already reached out to Janet to host this week's follow-up and, and Janet is a great friend and she has helped us out whenever we needed it. And I asked Janet if she would be willing to become the new permanent host of our Friday follow-up episodes and she has graciously accepted. And Janet, I'm gonna let you take it from here because I can't, I can't, I can't go on anymore. Oh my gosh! Well, I first of all, I just want to say, gracious is not an appropriate word, and Bob knows it's not because I lost my mind. At first, I was like, I, I felt like so sad that Mike was moving on, um, because he's just such a part of the follow up and the podcast in general, and such a dear, sweet, wonderful person. And I immediately was like, oh no, I'm such a yakky yak hog. Like I just talk and talk and talk and. <laughs> One of the things that's so lovely about Mike is is truly how uncomfortable he was being on Mike, and his name right. is Mike, so that's not even doesn't even make sense. But um, and so I just not to just immediately launch into this, but I I'm a I'm a fan of the show, just like all of you who are listening. I'm such a fan, and I've been so honored and excited to get to be even a little part of the wonderful work that Bob and and you all are doing, and Zach, and you know I was love bob and weave so this to me is a dream come true it it gives me the opportunity to de- dig deeper into a community of people that i'm so inspired by and that i love being a part of um but i'm not mike and i feel terrible that you're gonna hear me instead of him so <laughs> please know at no time am i like yeah i guess it's pretty cool i guess i'm the new mike I do not feel that way at all. <laughs> yeah. But if there's anything I can bring to the table and represent everybody like me who who loves the show and actually loves hearing Bob cry, Zap uh, just logged off. Okay, good. No, I was like, I'm oh, clear. Zap's over it. Uh, <laughs> he's back. Um, anyway, I will do my very best to represent us all as the Truth and Justice Army and uh, certainly will never take for granted uh, that it, my voice will be where Mike's voice used to be. I, I'm not taking that for granted for a second. And as I'm sitting here thinking that, of course, the one week that I have to edit the follow-up is <laughs> Mike's on vacation, I <laughs> shit up <laughs> 10 minutes of audio trying to get out two minutes of, of information. Uh, so, the, I don't know, the audio listeners may just get it all, and just it, that'll just be That's what it okay is. That's okay, too. We'll see how it goes. But, um, Jana, I'm super excited and super appreciative of you joining us. And Zach, Zach, of course, will be around. We'll probably be doing more since we have to. We do these YouTube lives because it's super easy when we're on Zoom to make that connection and do mm-hmm. it. And the and the listeners, you guys seem to enjoy doing it that way. Um, plus, Zach's got a kind of a drive to get down here to record it. So we may, you know, once once Janet is is fully doing it after next week, we may just start doing these remote YouTube lives every week. So let us know on social media what you think about that. And with that being said, 
I think we can wrap this up. I think I'm emotionally exhausted enough at this point. But Janet, thank you so much for joining us and helping us out. And and Zach, thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's it's my pleasure, Bob and uh, New Mike. Oh no, <laughs> Zap, Zap! How dare you, Zap? I'm furious. Ugh. So t- tune in next week. We're tuning this weekend, of course, for the main episode next week for Mike's last follow up. I'm sure it'll, there'll be tears there. We're gonna try as like hell to avoid that, uh, and then uh, it'll be the the Zap and New Mike show after that. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will see you guys later. Thanks, everyone. And with, yeah, fuck it. See you later. Over work. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing, and all music for the show was created and composed by PutThemInASong.com. Our follow-up logo was created by Zach Weaver, and all of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, Truth and Justice Pod where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. Thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Charlena White, Kay Wood Yamnick, Ginger Fiola, Edith Swanneck, Lindsay Pease, and Jen Reese in Candela. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we also have reward levels. For just $5 per month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes videos of the creation of our Friday follow-up episodes that include 10 to 30 minutes of pre-show bonus chat. Other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. If you have a new case you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. To follow our personal accounts on social media, I can be found at BobRuffTruth. Mike can be found at MurbGaming, M-U-R-R-B-G-A-M-I-N-G. And Zach can be found at Z to the Q. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, and tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, we're signing off. I'm Bob Ruff. I'm Zach Weaver. And I'm Mike Bussing. This has been Truth and Justice.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.